Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. out there in the verse thanks you for tuning into the show this is the pod bay door you can uh, find us on itunes podcast at the pod bay door as well as the pod bay door podcast on youtube or try us out on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast app to download current and past episodes you can also find us on stitcher radio for podcasts google play and tune in please hit subscribe like and download and look for us on all of your favorite social sites your pod bay door crew today is Jamie, Adam, and Sam. Hey, guys. What's going on, everybody? What to- up? Today, we welcome our guest, Danette Tall. Hi, Danette. Hello. Danette is the Film Resource Coordinator at the Nevada Film Office, as well as the executive producer of the upcoming Nevada Women's Film Festival. We're going to be discussing the status of motion picture of the motion picture industry in Nevada, indie film viability, and uh, and what their role in it, in it in in Nevada, rules and regulations uh, for filming in Nevada, a whole bunch of other things, including drones. So stay with us; it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey guys, we, we love the comments and show suggestions. Keep sending those in. Uh, uh, we will try to address as many as we can uh, on the show. I uh, got a couple for you today. Um, Bobo is here. Wrote, <laughs> lost. Uh, this is this is for my crew. Lost, lost the show. Was the game changer for TV. Your crew is right. We told you. Bullshit. Um, says you. <laughs> says me. Sounds very says salty, me. good sir. Pretty sure no, it was two against three last no, week. Yes, yeah. it was the game changer because thank God they'll never do that again. Um, uh, but uh, uh, I, I don't know, guys. I. I Dina, did you watch Lost? Um, up to a point, yeah. I, See, up to I, a point. I got lost after there, a while. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Pun yeah. intended. Yeah, the polar sure. bear went through, the, from, went through, and then that was it. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. It, Lost was, uh, although all the characters went on to do uh, a lot of extra things, I, I like person of interest. Um, oh my gosh! You yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Wow. See, that's why Lost was so great. Was the character development of each individual person and their backstories and how they got to the island and why they wanted to be there. You know, that's why it was great. Yeah, but, all right, okay. They they let you down now at the end. Everything was a dream. They were all dead. No, after well, 11 seasons, they got to wrap uh, it up somehow. It's oh my, it was yeah. 11 seasons? Yeah. Oh, my God. You just spoiled it for me. I, I didn't finish it till the end, but... Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> now I know. Spoiler alert. No, you're saying <laughs> the ending itself was op- it's an interpretation. Yeah, they let you come up with what you think is the best ending in your own. And, and um... Previous episode, uh, uh, Julia Shoup mentioned um, uh, Matthew Fox. Were you a fan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Since Party of Five, yeah. Nice. Party, yeah. Yeah. Party of Five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good show. All right. Uh, Jamstat45 wrote, uh, what is the background of your pod team? Uh, and I'm assuming they mean professional background. I'll go first. Um, uh, profession- I'm a professional photographer and videographer. Uh, I own a small production company in Las Vegas, as well as being with these guys uh, on the podcast. Um, so I enjoy a lot of uh, uh, tech issues, and I, I produce content, they love to say now. Um, but um, uh, hopefully mm-hmm. I can do some creative things uh, throughout uh, my career. But uh, hey, uh, what's up, Adam? What do you do? Um, started in the uh, movie theater business. Um, that's where I met Sam. Um, did that for a while. Uh, went into uh, dealing blackjack. Um, did that for six years. And then um, moved on to the uh, video production 
and I've uh, been doing that with Jamie ever since. Sweet. So, Same. I uh, like to say I started small in a family restaurant business for a couple of years, being born and raised there. Came out to Vegas, uh, got into the movie theater business, met Adam. And then from there, uh, did a bunch of odd jobs from working at CarMax to working at the hotels also, from uh, being a pit clerk to Players Club, and then back to the movie theater business also too. And then currently working on the podcast with you guys. Okay, so so you've we've all dealt with the uh, the the the, s- the strip and the, the service uh, industry, right? Yes. The, the the sullied horde of people here. Um, now, this one actually wasn't a a question. Uh, our our last guest, our guest in episode three and three point five, uh, John Thorpe, uh, listened to the episode with uh, Miss Shoop. and we had a discussion regarding uh, printed materials and. Um, the uh, the digital content, and we had uh, I had made mention that uh, printed uh, uh, books are on the, on the decline. decline. You yes. would think so. I was absolutely wrong. Based on uh, a GeekWire uh, article that John had read, and he wrote me uh, copious notes, as John always does, uh, on this. But basically, uh, he said that printed books are on the upswing. Uh, people are actually buying way more books than expected. Digital content is leveled out to going down, uh, which is it, 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 shocking to me. And he, he posits one uh, thing. He's a linguist, so he, he deals with this. He says that, that we have evolved as human beings to, to turn a page, to hold a book and turn a we page. We like that physical yes. something in there. And, and that, that a digital content book no longer has that, and so it does not keep our attention. Uh, as evolved human beings, as we have evolved, uh, and I find that very interesting. However, he did say that one of the major upswings in the printed book is is something that I don't know a thing about, and God help me if it is what I th- think it is, adult color or adult coloring sure. books. Oh, yes, yep. the new fad. I've seen those. Please help me. W- what <laughs> is this? Um, basically, it's just a, a really complex pattern, you know, yeah. a book that, that uh, adults can go in and but just it's also color uh, like you would normally. Well, it's also fan-based, too, because okay. they have ones for Doctor Who, ones for Game of Thrones, one for Harry Potter. Sure. Right. Basically, you name it, they already made it for adult coloring books. It's a uh, study shown that it's a, a stress reliever now. The adults realize that you know, after a long, stressful days, just want to get into a coloring book, apparently. So, yeah. Okay, so Danette, having children of her own, I prefer wine still yes. as the go-to. But. So, uh, uh, hey, uh, but so Danette, having children, having the stresses of, of, of uh, being a professional woman, now they're saying that she's going to have her, um, her uh, what is that, stress relief dog. Uh, and is in that her, the and, little purse dog? Yeah, a little purse what? dog. And then along with that, in her purse, she's going to have a set of crayons and this book. No, no. I, I don't think I would her, choose her Deadpool to color coloring book no? on my free time. No, <laughs> no, yeah, because you have a lot of free yeah. time to sure. color. Yeah, no, I don't think so. What about like <laughs> like yoga or meditation? Do you do that? Because mm-hmm. kind of the same mindset yeah, I would see. Yeah, kind of the same mindset, I guess. Um, I just don't. I don't think coloring would relax me because mm-hmm. I would be just what color to color that and what. You well, know, and, there's and a lot of. <laughs> and knowing you as I do, if you went outside the lines, <laughs> yeah, oh God, it's not relaxing. We'd have to buy it's, a new book. And type A, yeah. All right. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, for uh, for all the, the comments and suggestions. Thank you, uh, John Thorpe. Uh, and thank you, studio crew, for letting me know what this is and so I can avoid it in the future. But not lost. Go watch that. No, no. 
the, don't get lost. Yeah. Watch Lost. Did, did, I think they put the Lost DVDs with the Atari cartridges out in California in that in that pit. Oh, um, no, words. no, no! Amazon can make some money off it. Um, and uh, real quickly at the end of this section, guys, uh, just a quick shout out uh, to a buddy of mine. We just uh, our families uh, enjoyed a, a fantastic vacation. Don Olson, I have a couple words for you, and then we'll leave it there. Just chicken pizza. Only Don will know what that means, so no worry about it. Is that code? That's code. Okay, that's right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, you never know. <laughs> we have a new section at the top of the, of, uh, the show each week, and uh, it's dedicated to current hot topics for the nerd nation and beyond. Yeah. Here is Adam with the Nerd Alert. Nerd! Nerd! Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, good times being a nerd now. You know, the, the jocks are kind of in their caves, and the nerds are ruling the world now. So we're just going to talk about uh, some upcoming movies, kind of what we think about them. Uh, we'll start with uh, Power Rangers. I know Jamie hates it. He thinks it's, uh, yeah, well, maybe li- it was. I like Elizabeth uh, Banks. I don't care. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks, she's hot. But uh, I'd, I watch, I'd watch her get the mail. Uh, <laughs> as a kid, uh, we Sam and I, we grew up on Power Rangers. Yep. Um, it was cool for like maybe two or three seasons, and then I don't know what happened, but it took a nosedive. Um, now this movie's coming out. It's getting rebooted again. Um, it, it looks pretty, but it, it, to me, it feels like uh, very Michael Bay. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. The way it's look, hey, look yeah. over here, look at all this yeah. stuff. It's going to be very um, pretty, a lot of heavy in CGI. Yes, um, kind of like the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Crushed my uh, childhood. Uh, you know, oh yeah, killed it. Yeah, it was. That <laughs> well, yeah, because we watched terrible. both of them together. Yeah, it was and, horrible. And honestly, this movie looks like it's going to be exactly that. Um, no substance, just real pretty and flashy. I'm hoping it'll turn out okay because from what I read is that. Two original Power Ranger does show up, so it got me interested. So I'll watch it for sure. Well, you but just want to see the Pink Ranger show up, probably. Right. Hopefully, she's in there. Yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see how this plays out. But I don't have high hopes for it at all, just because I feel like we're going to another Michael Bay Transformer mm-hmm. issue, where it's just all visually stunning, but there's no substance. I can't. I can't now, do that. Now, are you going to have to take your kids? Are your kids Power Ranger fans? No, not Power Rangers. I mean, they're no. big into the Moana. I mean, that okay. is like okay. what's hot in our house nice. right now. Nice. Yeah. I just so. watch Moana on the plane. Yeah, anything yeah. animated, Actually, funny. you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I have to check that one right. out. I haven't seen that one yet. It's good. Uh, it's Power Rangers. Yeah, we're not really too excited about it. We'll see. It comes out the end of this month. F- fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll see. But I think Ghost of the Shell is probably going to do better than the uh, Power Rangers. You think? Yeah. All right, I'm down with that. Uh, all right, <laughs> so second movie, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, we've rebooted this one now. This will be the third time. But this time it's by Marvel. That's this time, Sony. yes. Marvel is taking the lead. Um, I think that's going to be a great, uh, uh, great for the, the series. Um, they can reboot it as many times as they want for, for me. You know, that's one of my favorite characters, so whatever they want to do with it is fine. <laughs> so, um, from the producers of Lost, Spider-Man 84. <laughs> <laughs> he fights a polar bear. <laughs> He's back on the island. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, mean, I, I mean to Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, what do you think, Sam? Spider-Man's going to be good, right? I think this one's going to be good because uh, it has Disney's touch. And from the cameo we saw Spider-Man in Civil War, we know it's heading in the right direction. He was funny. Yeah. Plus, he plays off the comedy of uh, Robert Downey Jr., a.k.a. Iron Man, mm-hmm. which works out pretty well. The chemistry's there. The only thing I worried about was that uh, I was reading yesterday that Sony announced they want a Venom movie by 2018. I've heard this. And I'm about that. A standalone. I'm like, you guys already killed Spider-Man how many times? Now you want to kill Venom? Why don't you just give it all to Marvel? Let them take care of it. Yeah, I totally like, agree. Let it go home. Is just, that a Sony-only uh, project? That's something that's going to make money. With Marvel as well. Yeah, probably. But a standalone Venom movie, that's, I don't know. 
don't know. Sorry, Sony. Can't be any worse than Spider-Man Three. Oh, you mean we was dancing? No, Danette, do you do you are you interested in the whole Marvel onslaught? No, I mean, not I mean, at all. I like. I, no, I mean I don't know the difference. The whole Marvel versus whatever the other. As, one a, is. as a as a kid, did you do comic books? Uh, no, I mean I had a um, a Wonder Woman Barbie doll, which was very cool. There I don't go. know if that's that Marvel or not. Yeah. That one's yeah. DC. That was the other that one. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but no, no comic book things. Really. Okay. All right. Do you enjoy the movies? I haven't seen the last Spider-Man I saw. I don't even know which one it was. I mean, I, I go back to like the original Superman, you know, with Christopher Reeves. Those oh, kind, those nice. are the ones I watched. <laughs> Anything right. after that era that came out, I probably haven't seen it. Sure, with your own generation <laughs> as you grow up. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so, Jamie, you like the uh, 60s Batman, right? Uh, Adam That's what West. you grew up with, yeah. Oh, oh sure, uh, yeah. Like, I'm not a huge Adam West fan now. He's a little, <laughs> he's a little odd for me, but yeah. He's in Las Vegas. I think he, I think he owns a home here. No, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but I'm uh, yeah I'm a fan. I, I like uh, I, I like the Jokers. Unfortunately, I didn't like uh, Jared's Jared's portrayal. But oh well. Well, that's a tough one. And again, if you keep rebooting things, you you gotta have a different uh, vision of a character every time. So yeah, yeah. yeah not everybody can be Heath Ledger. Exactly. Or mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. That's true. Which that's is why true. I like this new Spider-Man. Um, he's he's younger. He seems like he's a little more. Um, he's a little funnier. Um, you know, Spider-Man's this is one be, from Civil War. He's supposed yeah. To, yeah, he's, okay. yeah, Spider-Man's same, supposed same to have, be like real quippy. You know, he okay. talks a lot while he's fighting, so yeah. like, he seems to have that chemistry going. Gotcha. Um, right. Anyway, all right. So number three here, we got um, uh, NASA was approved for a 19.5 billion dollar budget uh, from Congress, um, which which sounds great, but it's actually mm-hmm. a slight decrease in their budget from last year, mm-hmm. um, and with that. Um, actually cancels a couple of their, their um, major missions. They were going to set down on, uh, on uh, the moon of Jupiter um, because they were, they're looking at uh, water underneath the surface. Okay. Now that one's scrapped, and now all they have money for is, is flybites. Um, so so okay. we'll see what they have in store for the future, but uh, you know, their budget is close enough to where they can still get some things done. But not everything. But not everything they want yeah, to do, Unfortunately. Obviously. Yeah, well, we got, you know, I mean, our government has to save up for the wall. So. Exactly. Oh, yeah, the Great Wall. I read a great quote was, um, you know, they only decreased this budget by, you know, 1% or 2%. Mm-hmm. Um, and based on all the other things that, that the Trump administration has cut, they're, yeah. they're, they're really happy with this budget. Because it could have been, you know, you know, slashed dramatically, and it wasn't. Well, $19.5 billion, billion. with a B. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They'll have enough money to, you know, send up a couple of rovers. Well, if they, uh, if they build the wall, do you think they're going to talk to the Chinese first? Because, I mean, they know how to build walls, apparently. Apparently. You know? <laughs> this is going to be the Great Great Wall. You know, I get, yeah. got that? Well, we'll have to get Matt Damon to consult on that. Oh, no. Uh, that movie Sam, was you saw so that one, right? bad. We saw that one. I didn't see that one. No, I failed it? on that one. Oh, dude, that see? thing was a nightmare. He had three different accents throughout the whole movie. Were any of them Chinese? Yeah, totally nope. typecast, right? I mean, that was, <laughs> that, was, that was horrible. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It hurt me just watching. It. I was like, at least I had good popcorn. Yeah, get me through this. It's not a total waste of time. I had some food. Well, funny fact about the movie was that uh, it was actually released a year prior in China to bad reviews because the lead be- really? was a female, mm-hmm. so they didn't like that. Oh. And then well, they didn't market that very much. Yep. So the reason they re-released it in America was just try to salvage some money, mm-hmm. but it didn't turn out too well at all because everyone saw right through it. Mm-hmm. That was a major disaster. Major. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It goes along with the whitewashing of Hollywood, right? 
Oh, man. Everybody loves to talk about that. Right. right. Anyway, all right, next topic, um, the resurgence of board games. Uh, we actually have a board game convention in uh, Las Vegas this weekend yeah. called uh, MeepleCon. If you know what a meeple is, it's a little person that uh, yes. you um, use as a, a token. On a board game. Now, it looks that, like a person. That's not uh, specific to one game, right? Is that no, it's kind of a term? common general term. Okay. Um, but yeah, that convention's in town. We, we think that... Where is um, I believe... Okay, I'd have to look it up. I forget. Look it up, Sam. Okay. MeepleCon. MeepleCon? Is it really um, MeepleCon? MeepleCon, yeah. How do you spell M-E-E-P-L-E. But yeah, I think that uh, board games are really coming up, um, yeah. bringing back the social aspect of gaming, um, whereas a lot of cell phone apps kind of have taken that out. You know, even though they're multiplayer and social in, in, in nature, mm -hmm. um, they, they really have taken people away from each other, I think. Absolutely. Um, where board games kind of, you're bringing people together in the same spot. Right. Um, so I think that's really kind of uh, uh, escalated lately. You like board games? I do. And yeah. actually, all the ones that were popular in our childhood are now being re-released as, yeah, as vintage. Yeah. What, so was your, what was the big game for you? Don't oh, say Monopoly. No, not Monopoly. Um, Candyland. I Did like you know Candyland. that Monopoly just got rid of three of their classic pieces? Did they? The Thimble, oh. the Shoe. No. What? And what was the other one? How could they? Oh, yeah, they replaced them with stupid things like Rubber Ducky, a T-Rex. I'm like, what does that even have to do with money? No, no. The laziest Monopoly set I've seen was the one that becomes a calculator and calculates the money for you. It's like, nice. <laughs> come oh, on. Yeah, like you can't even do simple math anymore. Really? You're that lazy? <laughs> You're that lazy? Uh, that's for liberal arts majors. <laughs> wow, yeah, like me. Right. Oh, <laughs> nice. No, I, it's for me. I, I love the calculator. <laughs> now, Adam, I, I know you sent me something. I'm Monopoly. It was amazing. Uh, you wanna, you, do you remember the, the quote, the percentage of people about the thimble? You remember that? You said no, me? No, what I, I can't this, that, no, what did I say? you'll find this amazing. Danette is a, a fellow um, hater of the people. Um, but, <laughs> some uh, people. Yeah, most, most here is Depends some there. on the people, yes. Now, uh, the monopoly changes that Adam just mentioned, uh, what, one of which involved the thimble, and they found out that 28% of the people and most of the millennial generation only knew the thimble from As a Monopoly, Monopoly board, had piece. no idea what it was They had no towards. idea what it was for. Yep. Wow. So I think we should find out millennials sure. and poke them with a needle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should use a thimble. That's right. Yeah, can you imagine that, Dana? Yeah. I, I can't. I, yeah. My mom's I actually no got words. a collection of thimbles. Yeah. So I've known for years what and, they were and, used and, for. But and, and I can see that most people would be like, I don't even know. And you're a millennial. I am, technically. <laughs> technically. Unfortunately, we are. But you're so nice. I don't understand. <laughs> I up we're on the borderline here. We haven't. Okay, what's the date on What's the date? Uh, March 17th, 18th, and 19th. Oh, that was right now. Yeah. Yes. Did going on? Uh, the convention center. Here, on. Let's see which one. It's so what, what was your big game? Big well, game? I don't know. I liked Candyland. Um, we still play it at my house. Yeah. We have Operation. We okay. have... Um, the other one. You know, they, they, they make full size operation. Oh, Battleship. We have Battleship. Yeah, have you ever seen like, that? Like, like, like life event? size? Yeah, life size. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, they have it at, uh, uh, I was at, uh, I was wow, shooting something at uh, Mandalay Bay and yeah. they had a life size uh, wow. thing. And they had a life size. Remember the one where you used to push the plunger and it would pop the dice? Yep. yep. Like sorry. life or, sorry. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. They had a life, oh, they had a life wow. size version of that where you pop a thing. Hmm. Yeah. We also nice. have Mousetrap at home, which my kids nice. like to just oh, set it up trap. and not play. But yeah, yeah. fun. All that yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all you about just knocking one over. What's that? You have all the pieces? Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Two kids and all the pieces? Wow. Yeah. You're mean. You're a mean mom. That's props. I, I have OCD. Hey, you make sure they put every piece away when they're <laughs> yes. done. Yes, correct. That's right. That's good. That's good. Don't mess around. 
So mm. uh, the convention itself is taking place at the East Side Cannery and Casino, folks. East Side, yeah, East Side Cannery. East Side Cannery. Yeah. Yes. Right. MeepleCon. MeepleCon. I didn't know about yeah. that. Outstanding. Outstanding. Let's see if I can convince Sam to check that one out tomorrow. All right. And Adam, you, you're, you're, um, you're conceptualizing a, a game now. Yeah. I am. I'm actually a game designer on the side. Uh, graduated from the Art Institute. Um, yeah. So I'm actually designing a board game now. Mm-hmm. Um, look for it on Kickstarter later. We'll, we'll talk and, about and that a little bit more what, later. What's the what's the What's the overall play? I mean, is it uh, uh, um, RPG it's, um, or it's it's um, kind of like a magic, if mm-hmm. you will? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a dice based game. The game magic. The game magic. The game magic. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's card based and it's dice based. Okay. So yeah. all right, um, very we'll, good. We'll talk about more of that later. Um, yeah. Since under design now, uh, Kickstarter should be up uh, probably the middle, the middle of the year, hopefully. Very cool. Very cool. Well, guys, uh, that was the Nerd Alert. That was Adam, of course. And uh, the Las Vegas 3 is something we do every, every week. It's uh, try to pick some things that are happening in Las Vegas. Uh, some are recurring, like Mr. Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather versus McGregor. Um, I don't know. Are you into boxing, UFC? No. Fighting. You fight a lot. I fight, you know, yeah, on my own. Yeah. yeah. With, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Staff members. So, no, one, no one pays to watch that, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, Floyd Mayweather, you know Floyd. You know, you've got to know Floyd a little bit. Uh, you've been to Popeye's? He's, he's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know these fights spot. used to cause lots of traffic yeah. congestion on the street, yeah, but we exactly. worked there. It's so, yeah. Now, yeah. Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, uh, Mayweather being a boxer, Conor McGregor being a UFC uh, both um, uh, their attitudes enter the room before they do. And <laughs> apparently, uh, T-Mobile uh, Arena has confirmed that they have reserved the arena. And then, of course, not to be, uh, not to be uh, bested, Dana White says it's okay with him. Again, I was explaining to everybody, I don't know why we care or give a shit that, he's, uh, that he okays it, uh, but Dana White has given his stamp of approval that it can happen. Is he, uh, is he okaying the fight? Is he okaying I, the location? What is I, he exactly I, like? I, All right, we're ready I guess for this. he's okaying the fight as a representative of UFC. I, there's probably some legalities involving McGregor's contract as a UFC fighter, uh, but um, I, I don't know. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, made mention on his podcast that uh, he feels it's going to be the uh, the biggest fight um, on a pay per view level uh, uh, to date. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I, I think if yeah, no. I think mm-hmm. if he's maybe some national numbers, but I think lo- uh, Nevada people are quite tired. I of think the whole after situation. the last fight, I don't think it's going to have the so same either. peak. I think so either. Right. Uh, however, he did mention uh, his um, his co host mentioned him. Uh, uh, announcing uh, the fight, and he actually um, was deferring to Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman is the uh, is a commentator for boxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, honestly, I would rather see he and Joe commentate the fight on the fight uh, rather than the fight itself. So uh, <laughs> go for it, Joe. Um, Las Vegas. Now this is more of a local news, but it, it, it pertains to all of, uh, all of you guys coming in uh, uh, to enjoy Las Vegas. Um, we have a major uh, uh, freeway construction project that starts on Monday. And if you've ever heard of the Los Angeles thing called the Carmageddon, we are Carmageddon 2. And so freeways are going to be shut down, on-ramps, off-ramps. It is going to be a nightmare. So the only thing literally to get in the town is Las Vegas Boulevard. So it's going to be a really? long line of cars. So awesome. for this, uh, how long is that going to do? For this car, we get in. Three who's, who's going to save us? It's going to be Matthew Fox. <laughs> Matthew, is he going to save us? That's right. He's going to save the day. <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, the uh, three years. 
Three years. I don't know how long each thing is going to be shut down. Because it's already but, started. But Danette's, it's a mess out there. Danette's already. not going to be able to get to work. I can't. We can't. It's yeah. We just should stay here in the studio. It's going to be a parking we'll just, lot in Vegas mm-hmm. for the next three years. Well, I'll just telecommute. You know. There you go. That. There you go. And lastly, uh, Las Vegas uh, has uh, so many historic buildings and historic places uh, from all the way back in uh, the time of uh, Bugsy Siegel and, and the mob eras and, and the Rat Pack. And a lot of those buildings are going away, sadly. Uh, we love to blow them up, and uh, we're going to talk about that with, with the net in just a few moments. But um, uh, uh, the gentrification programs being brought in by uh, individuals like Tony Shea uh, and his Amazon cohorts and all the money coming in to try to improve mainly downtown, uh, they are removing and destroying these wonderful buildings, one of which I just learned is Binion's Horseshoe. We just talked about that okay. last episode. And, one of um, the most classic buildings in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 where real card players used to go and play cards, poker and blackjack and Benny Binion and all the people. Uh, Doyle Brunson. This is where uh, the first World Series of Poker was held. Yeah, World Series yeah, of Poker. Uh, and uh, the casino still runs. The Hotel Tower... Uh, which contains one of the better steakhouses, if not the you know the most fun, uh, Binion Steakhouse, uh, is also going to go away. And and to lose something like that, I mean, you're talking uh, like movies like Casino, and and uh, the original Ocean's Eleven. You know, I mean, it, it pops up everywhere, and we're losing the buildings. And what happens is is that uh, they they make all of these new plans, the projects go through, we don't like them, they fail, and we lost the building anyway. Yep. And now we got a new parking lot. And we got a new parking lot. You know, things like the container park. I mean, it's cute, it's fun, it's been done, it's not new. Um, and if you like artisanal, you know, uh, melon pate ice cream, uh, that's then, the place to go, huh? Yeah, then, then, <laughs> then rush out. But when, when they were charging, you know, six bucks for a bucket of ice cream, they fail. And then, we're lo- then, we, then we lose the building for nothing. So uh, we have no historical. Yeah. Uh, we love Las Vegas, and uh, we want to keep those things. So uh, um, everybody keep an eye out on that. I mean, if there's any voting, please vote against that. Um, all right, enough of that. Danette Tull, how are you? I'm good. How I'm are so you? I'm so glad to see you, Danette. Thank you. You too. Uh, Danette represents, um, uh, well, essentially the film industry in Nevada. Uh, but she works for the Nevada Film Office. And I'm going to put her on the spot here to say to, in two sentences or less. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, what does the Nevada Film Office do? And more to the point, what do you do for it? So the Nevada Film Office is um, sort of the marketing arm of the state for film and production people. Um, We market the state as a film production destination. And then once we get the productions here, uh, we're a resource provider. We're like a concierge to the film industry. So um, we're connecting the productions with local crew, local vendors, anything that they might need um, while they're shooting a project in Nevada. And then we're here for the locals. Like I said, um, we produce a Nevada production directory, which is sort of like um, the LA 411. It's a yellow pages for all the um, local cast and crew and vendors that are in Nevada that one would need uh, while shooting here. I have, and uh, I have that here. Let me, let me yes, to your point, uh, we, we do that in, in print here. and digital. Uh, it is also on our website, the digital format. And uh, guys, look on the bottom when you're looking down. You'll see the uh, a clickable link to that, but go ahead. Dan. Yeah, and then um, my official title is Film Resource Coordinator, and I always have these titles that, that really don't explain much of much of anything. And um, it's a catch-all is what it is. It's I wear many hats. I do social media marketing. I do. Um, I help with locations. I help with uh, navigating the permit processes in the state. 
investigate. So any kind of troubleshooting on mm-hmm. a production that's having a problem, interjurisdictional sort of mm-hmm. um, help. Which is often. Which is well, quite often, more yeah. often than not, yeah. um, like you would think. But um, so anything anyone could could have a question on, whether it's child labor law or they didn't get a paycheck from a project, something like that, even, even though it's not specifically our office's job, we're the point of contact that people call for help mm-hmm. on stuff like that. So, so well, uh, clearly from your description, it's uh, you and the department are, are integral to the success of, of films, both beginning, during, and after. We like to think so. I mean, uh, yeah. the, the people that are in the know. Well, you mentioned getting paid. That's that's well, it. Well, yeah. Me. I mean, we're state employees. <laughs> we're, we're, I should mention yeah, right? that we're uh, <laughs> it's a government job, and we're part of the governor's office of economic development okay. because movie production and film production brings, you know, an economic impact to, to the state. To yeah. the state, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you deal with uh, major motion pictures and indie films as well? We deal with all aspects of produ- production, um, still photography, music videos, reality shows, um, TV series, independent films, nice. and no, major features. So no, anything that wants to come to Vegas has to go through you? They don't have to, but if they need resources and they want to know the lay of the land and you know where to go and how to permit things, we sort of... Um, guide them through the process so and our you, services are free so you guys too i mean if you have a location that you're looking for a mansion or some sort of a you know apocalyptic set or something that you're wanting to do a photo shoot on or a music video or something like that you can use us for a resource and we'll help you find the location oh very cool wow. so Look, they, your eyes just got big yeah. <laughs> so awesome. so they just have to bring you some wine and you're on starbucks state employee keep you going. can't accept tips <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you by the car and if it's there yeah, it's great, yeah. you know. <laughs> Well, that's that, and it seems uh, the now, as an indie filmmaker, like if they were brand new, mm-hmm. and they they literally have the gear, the concept, and nothing else, they could come to you as a resource provider and your department, yes. uh, and at least get a jumping off point. Yeah, we nom- we navigate them through the process of you know how do you get a permit to shoot on the strip and um, how do you find the location and how do I find my crew and how do I do the casting and where do I do the casting and there's any any kind of aspect that they would need for that. Now the permitting, uh, it, it's the same essentially if, if we did it, like if we all made a movie yes. or if Mr. Scorsese made a movie, it's Correct. the same process. Correct. And, okay. and that, <laughs> there's the rub. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean we get everything from UNLV student films, uh, filmmakers from Nevada State College at CSN. Um, the hard part is you need production insurance. Okay. Um, and it's a million in liability coverage that you need. And a lot of students don't have that, and it's not provided by the college. So, you know, they call our office for help, and we tell them from the state aspect what they're supposed to do, but they can't afford a million-dollar policy. So right. then, you know, they go and rogue shoot. But that mm-hmm. we know what happens. Um, but that's, you know, it costs the same for, you know, Fox and Sony and Paramount Pictures and everybody okay. else has the same permit process for, for all types of productions. Now, I've always wondered, but I, and I've also been asked, um, the, the people have always assumed that the big ones, the, the Jason Bournes, which we'll t- uh, talk about in a few minutes, um, they, they, you know, they pay extra. I mean, the, the, the state of Nevada says, okay, well, Jason, well, you, you Jason Bourne, crew, you're, you're you know, 400% more markup there. Right. Well, what I will say about a project like Jason Bourne with Matt Damon attached and, and something that's a franchise film that people recognize, the, the upper hand that productions like that have is it's, it's recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, it, has a, it has past history. So versus a TV pilot, which is coming in for the first time, they have no metrics. They don't know how many eyeballs on screens. They don't know, you know, what the Nielsen ratings are going to say, you know, okay. something like that. So when you approach these hotels and you approach the permitting offices and you say, hey, uh, we got this project, you're going to want to hear us out. And, and by the way, it has Matt Damon, so take mm-hmm. the call. Um, 
you know, that is where you're going to get more attention attention versus, you know, I have a, you know, an indie project. Yeah. A film student or somebody like that, that wants to shoot on the strip. Exactly. So the chances of saying yes from private properties, from hotels, from permitting offices, um, obviously are increased with a production of that size. Yes. Okay. So if Jamie and I wanted to shoot per se out in the salt flats and we didn't want the Rangers to drive up on our shoot, saying this from experience, we would contact you first for a permit. Yes. Yes. Um, we don't issue the permits at our office, but we will we'll tell you, we'll walk you through the, you know, who does what, which, yeah. what's BLM, what's the Clark County, what's the city of North Las Vegas, what is Lake Mead, you know, we'll walk you through which jurisdiction and how many days in advance and Excellent. what the cost is going to be. So, yeah, I mean, the, ch- the the risk is that you get shut down, your production will, and they will shut you down. Do we, oh, I know. So yes. say, if we were to drop celebrities' names, say, hey, we're going to shoot with Hugh Jackman. Do I have to show you proof, Hugh Jackman? <laughs> or are you just take my word on it that Hugh Jackman's uh, well, going to yeah, I mean, normally on a project like that, we'd have a meeting with the studio heads and, you know, <laughs> no, we'd just, know. Just drop, just drop Danette's name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know Danette. Yes. <laughs> no, don't. Please. <laughs> we got special permission yeah. from uh, Danette. Oh, to you. Uh, she she well, said it's okay. She yeah, texted us. Yeah. It's cool. Uh-huh. Adam, Adam yeah. brings that up. Uh, You'd be surprised the amount of texts and Facebook messages I get when people are on, on location just kind of like, hey, I need this, I need right. that. But, yeah. Right now. Yeah, right <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and it's not you you serving, you know, this department in Nevada, Las Vegas specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't Connecticut. Right. Nothing against Connecticut. Right. Um, you know, but, I, you know, it seems as though you can you can, you know, swing a cat, a dead cat and, and hit 10 films and nine of them are here for some re- right. for some point. So so obviously you, you, can, you can get quite busy. Yeah, we can. I mean, it just, it, you know, you guys know what the reality shows. There's always one episode where somebody comes to Vegas for the weekend to do a party. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always a hangover. And it just, the city lends itself almost to be a character, um, a, a standalone character in many of these projects. And that's the thing. You can't recreate a Las Vegas strip on a green screen. Nope. You can't. No. Um, and so projects like Jason Bourne and those things, that, that was written into the script. We got lucky. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know. That that's that's what we're about. That's what what makes Vegas so great and the entertainment capital of the world. So, do you yeah, still think it definitely helps bring in production <laughs> to so have our locations. Do you still think that Vegas has the draw and the mystique? I do. I think it does. I mean, um, obviously, the strip is one thing, but a lot of other things that um, productions aren't aware of is the our diverse locations that we have. Yes, we have the strip, but you drive yeah. forty five minutes and you have Red Rock, and you drive an hour, and yeah. you can shoot snow, you know, in Mount Charleston certain times mm-hmm. of the year. So, I've had some calls from you know out of state productions that that want to know. Do you, do you guys have snow in Nevada? And it's, yeah, we have snow, you know, in Southern Nevada. We have Mount Charleston. You, or, you know, yeah, there's Lake Tahoe up north. There's the Reno area. So, um, you know, like you said, Valley of Fire, all those dry lake beds, we have a diverse topography. So I think a lot of people are, are not, they just think Nevada and they think the Strip, but we offer yeah. much or more desert. than that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you would agree, though, that Las Vegas, um, and and by by default, your department and you uh, feature prominently in in the film industry. Oh sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're part of the movie. You know, sometimes written into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, yeah. So we we help navigate that process, and you know, there's a lot of requests. You know, for, uh, to the hotels, obviously, the gaming mm-hmm. um, aspect of it. So. You know, how do you shoot the movie Casino without it being here? You know, things like that. So you, you could. You could do it in Foxwoods or oh, wherever. Or but, AC, yeah, or AC, <laughs> um, but nobody yeah. wants to go there. Yeah, so I think it's definitely a draw, you know, based on just the sheer, you know, definitely. what's plus, offered. Plus, when you watch the shows or the movies and they say, we're in Vegas, and being a local, when you watch, you're like, okay, you're actually in Vegas. I'll, I'll let you buy on this one. I'll right, let you on and this that's one. the other issue that we struggle with is... Um, 
you know, the, there'll be a film or TV series that's set in Las Vegas yep. and it's not shot here. Sure. Uh, they'll come for a couple of days and do plates and they'll do exteriors and then they'll leave and they'll go to New Mexico or LA or a soundstage and, and shoot somewhere else. I don't know how many times I get asked about that show, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, the one with the casino, Yeah, which the casino is modeled after the Monte Carlo, but it's not shot here. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, casino. we've had that, but mm-hmm. I mean, the people still have to come in for a couple of days production just to capture, you know, the plates. And and just as an aside, everybody listening that loves Vegas, the Tangiers does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) It's been in five different shows as far as I can count. Yes, five different ones. The same casino name. Same casino name, Tangiers. It does not exist. Montecito either. The Montecito. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. My my question is, um, me and Adam do it from time to time, but when you guys watch shows or movies that was actually filmed in Vegas, do you notice the flaws? When they're like, yeah. oh, I drove from this side of the casino to this casino. And you're like, you're, like, you're at Luxor no. and now you're at right. Circus Circus. Like, right. what? No, no. Yeah, there's that. And also just I think <laughs> it, it becomes ingrained in terms of like continuity of a script. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone will be drinking out of this bottle of water and it'll cut and they'll have that mug. Yeah, I find it very funny because like, you know, when they're like racing down the strip and stuff, I'm like, yeah, right. Come on, man. You know, you're stuck in that traffic like the rest of us. <laughs> right. If this is a real thing. Right. You're doing well, 60 down the strip. That ain't happening. Right. There's, yeah. there's, whole, there's whole websites dedicated to continuity issues, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> with, with guys that have too much time in their hands. Right. Um, indie films. Uh, they're, they're with, with now the resurgence of independent con, uh, content and premiere service video, uh, mm-hmm. you know, films, uh, Hulu, Netflix, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're being recognized now, uh, Golden Globes and Oscars. Mm-hmm. Are you, does, is that, when we see this happening, do you see an increase in, in requests of any type from non-major uh, production companies. Yeah, I mean, we just had, um, I think Amazon was here shooting something recently. We had, about a year ago, we had the show Sin City Saints that was here on Yahoo TV. Um, you know, Netflix comes every now and then and does, you know, some content right. for their channel. So, yeah, we definitely have the the productions coming in from from those. So is it, a, it, you think Nevada is a burgeoning market? Has it always been there and now it's being recognized? Or, or what, I what just do you think, think? Uh, you know, content is changing, like mm-hmm. we said, and, and the way that people are, are producing content and making content. So mm-hmm. um, that's the thing. Anybody can be a filmmaker and, and anybody can shoot a film. You can shoot one on your iPhone. You know, everybody knows that. Sure, so sure. Um, I think it's, it's relatively speaking, um, I think we're an easy state to shoot in. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to Los Angeles where you need a permit for everything inside, outside the sidewalk, you know, everywhere. Uh, we don't need a film permit to shoot on private property. You don't need a film permit to do this, this podcast in your garage, your private property. So, I mean, if we were on the strip or Fremont street, yeah, we'd need a permit, but the most expensive permit is $45. That's Clark County, a million dollar in liability insurance. The city of Las Vegas permits are free. So, I mean, if you have production insurance, um, those locations are, you know, we like to say film friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, BLM is a whole nother, you know, game in terms of film friendly. I don't um, like BLM. Yeah, or <laughs> state parks or things like that. But their priority is for, you know, for tourism. That's to bring in the tourists yeah. to Lake Mead or to, you know, those areas. But, um, you know, yeah, I think we're we're film friendly destination, I'd like to say. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Adam mentioned it earlier. I am a ranger, cop, anything of authority, <laughs> magnet. magnet. Yeah. Well, you look like you're right making around. trouble. I think that's... Well, here, here's well they a, come from miles out. No, here's, an, here's the best example. I was, I was doing something, and I had one of my pets with me, my dog, and I was by the river in this little sort of alcove. And, of course, I took my, as anybody would, I took my dog off the leash, and um, sure as shit, here comes the ranger boat. I got pulled over by a ranger boat. For not having the dog Gosh. on the leash? For not having a dog on the nice. leash. Can you, can you believe that? Nice. Wow. Yes. 
So I blame that's, the Nevada film office. That's amazing. For, for not, that's crazy. <laughs> Where's no, our animal cruelty involved? No, I mean. no. It doesn't yeah. even matter. No, it but, they see him from like way out. But, you know, it's like, who's been rolled up on by a boat? <laughs> that's amazing. That's pretty that's, amazing. Yeah, I don't know. You know, oh, come on. Gold folks. star to you, sir. You get gold star. <laughs> so you were mentioning this, and I had mentioned this to Danette earlier in the in the pre-interview. Um, the monetization, fundraising. Uh, for all the indie films. Now, you, you, your department does not necessarily help with that. No, we don't. I mean, and, and sadly, we, there's not a lot of filmmaking grants uh, right. from our area or from the state. I but mean, there, you are. Can, you, are there, there are grants, grants from, yeah. you know, documentary um, grants that are out there and, you know, filmmaking grants and federal grants and things like that, but you have to search for them. There's nothing through mm-hmm. our state that is awarded that I'm aware of. Um, coming from any, any, anywhere in our office. Right. Um, so most of the fundraising, fundraising, I should call it, um, mm-hmm. we don't do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We, we, don't, we don't fund the films. We don't do funding and we don't do aftermarket. We don't do distribution, okay. um, which is what you guys are used to with the movie you know, theater business. Right. Yeah. So we are, when your project is funded, when it's greenlit, and when you're ready to go and start pulling so you're permits. you're strictly resource. We're, we're strictly the resource yeah. for, for, fun, for films that are ready to go and ready to shoot. So okay. you're like the Google, basically, for yeah. the film industry. Come to us, we'll Google it for you. Yeah, or like, like we, I liken it to the concierge background. You know, what, right. sh- what shows are there? What restaurants are there? Yeah. That, you know, our calls are, you know, how do I shoot you know, uh, in a hotel? And, and, you know, what's the child labor law thing? And do you know a makeup artist? And ours are, you know, any kind of question, we provide the answer. So we are definitely um, a resource provider, correct? Well, That's pretty now, cool. Now, I, I, have, I have a surprise. Or actually, not a surprise. It's a secret. Oh, geez. About Danette. She's been, <laughs> in, she's been in a film. I've been a, in a couple films. She's been in a couple films. Yes. Ooh, nice. Yes. <laughs> Who's the big and, star? And yes. No, not porn. No, not those kind. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, so, I would be making much more money, maybe. <laughs> I probably could quit my job. So, I don't no, know. And you played a what? You played a what? Uh, and a what? Let's see, a couple of times. I, I don't know if it's typecasting or what, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you could talk to Kelly about this when he's on, when you're on, he's on your show next time. But yeah. um, I think um, for his film, Territory 8, I played an FBI agent. Where I arrested a guy at the end. Nice. Um, no speaking line in that one. And then there was a no. I just kind of escort him out oh, of the courtroom cool. or whatever. <laughs> uh, I had a, I think I had a badge or something and an FBI jacket. And in the next film, I actually had some speaking line. I played a CIA agent in a little independent film called AKA Surgeon. Um, it went on the it went on the film festival circuit for a little while. But you know that's that's a fun hobby of mine. I need, I need creative outlets. I mean the job itself seems very flashy and exciting, but quite honestly, it's a lot of paperwork and mm-hmm. phone calls and not so much a creative aspect on set. Um, so it became sort of this Where's Waldo thing where people would be like, Hey, you want to be in my movie? Sure. Yeah. Do I get to hold the gun or whatever? Yeah. So I'm totally down with helping out the indie um, projects. I've mm-hmm. actually produced a film too. Um, a short a couple of years ago because I wanted to go through the process as a mm-hmm. on the other side of it as a filmmaker mm-hmm. and and try to figure out how, how difficult it was to shoot in this town and um, you know to get the casting and to get the permits and to get the insurance mm-hmm. so I wanted to walk through that process um, but yeah it was a cathartic exercise too yeah. so yeah you got paid no it was all labor of love and those <laughs> are the kind of projects that I specialize in um, right. <laughs> I'm unaware of that what does yeah, that mean yeah no so it means uh, you have zero budget and you pay your people with food. <laughs> And, and and appreciation and uh, you and get your fr- and you yeah. get your friends and your friends have a camera and your other friends know somebody with lights and everybody just wants to create and it's it's the community of you know the it's a passion project and there yeah. are tons of those that I deal with yeah. in town um, 
you know, you have zero budget, but if you want to make a film, stop complaining that you can't make it. Stop whining that this and that, you know, there are ways you can make the money, you can make the film. So people get stuck in that, Mm -hmm. that little zone of, oh, I just can't make my movie and I can't, you can, you can make a movie. You seem like a great resource for anybody who has trouble. Doing that. So. I mean, I can't. Yeah. I can't motivate you to do the script. I can't motivate you to finish it. I can't right. motivate you, you know, to to go through the steps of, of completing the project. But yeah. you know, what really bothers me is the people that are just stuck in this complaining mode about there's 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 no talent in Nevada, and I can't make my film, and you know this and that, and you know, I think I made huh. my film for under five hundred dollars. I think five hundred dollars was the production insurance, and the le- the most costly item after that was food was feeding the crew because you can't you know just do twizzlers <laughs> right. on set craft service so yeah craft yeah. service you can't do that the dollar menu you can't do it you, you don't want a pissed wow. off hungry crew trust me you don't want that but uh yeah so okay now you sag no, no no you need um i think you need a certain amount of on camera uh, hours hours, hours. Yeah. yeah so and, and oh, nafta is the same way but nevada is a right to work state so yes. you can have sag non-sag projects a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that if you have an indie film and in your non-union you can do what's called sag low budget indie mm-hmm. um and our office can give you the information on that but you can hire a principal actor you can hire a sag actor as your principal to sort of um ramp up your distribution, you know, and Kelly can speak to this too next time, but you can, you can do SAG non-SAG projects in Nevada. So yeah. Uh, the Kelly, she's mentioning actually Kelly Schwartz. He's uh, with the Indie Film Factory. Uh, He, he's, Kelly's going to be, we're actually uh, taking the podcast on the road. We're going to be at the Indie Film Factory on uh, the uh, 8th. Yeah. So that's the Kelly she was referring to. All right. Let's enough of this administrative stuff. Do you have a big staff? Or is it just you? No, it's a staff of five, yeah. um, and I, we represent the whole state of Nevada, which is challenging because sometimes we'll get the calls about, how do I film in Winnemucca? I've never been to <laughs> Winnemucca, um, but I can walk you through the process on that or, you know, Reno or you wherever don't. it is. Yeah. Well, wait, so there's only five of you to cover all of Nevada? All of Nevada, correct. Just but, five? Yeah, but the most, wow. you know... The, most of it's in Vegas. Most of it's in Southern Nevada. Yeah. But Nobody wants to film up in North Yeah, there Nevada. are times, you know, and you those people are hungry for work up there, but there are times when we get asked about how to permit Reno and, and things like that. And some of the Nevada has so many different types of um, locations and little, little towns that it goes, you know, how do I permit Winnemucca, for example, again? And it'll just, you know, you just tell the sheriff that you're there. It's mm-hmm. one of those, there's no permit process. You just ask Joe, you know. So, so yep. <laughs> good, good, good staff. Great staff. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, great staff. Yeah. We all we'll get along for the most part, and uh, okay. But you, but but you, you are the state of Nevada. That I mean, right? Correct. Yeah, we are actually, you know, part mm-hmm. of the governor's office of economic development. Okay. So okay. indirectly, uh, Governor Sandoval is our boss. Okay. Um, yeah, we're paid by the state and so state at, employees. And at the heart of it, you, you're representing Nevada. So representing Nevada. Fantastic. All right. Like I said, enough of the administration. So let's talk about some fun stuff. Um, and I know you can't answer a lot of this. Uh, but we talked about this briefly. Drones. Now, in the production <laughs> company, uh, we all deal with drones. I hate and, drones. Yes, and and then the reason we all hate drones of, uh, on any level is because the FAA <laughs> doesn't airspace. keep up their web uh, doesn't keep up their website. <laughs> they don't keep up with the bills. They don't keep up with anything, and you never know what's going on. So I'm sure you get a million drone calls. And that is what is so challenging. Being the resource provider that's supposed to have all the answers, you know, we get the calls for, you know, can I drone film here? Can I drone film there? And mm-hmm. and you know, one minute I think I have a handle on it, and I look at the website 
website and it's down or yeah. it's changed um, or it was so regulated that, you know, it was no one here was ever going to be able to use a drone, mm-hmm. you know, legally. So, um, you know, yeah, that's a game changer for sure. And, you know, about a year and a half ago when things really started ramping up with drones, I called every jurisdiction in, in Southern Nevada that we work with, you know, and I asked, what's your, hey, Lake Mead, what's your policy on drones? Hey, Clark County. Hey, city. Hey, you know, all over the place. And we everyone had the same answer. Everyone was so confused about what the policy is or should be or what. So everyone just said no. So, yeah, our so policy they all is no. the same answer, but and nobody had no. an answer. No one has, you know, no one had a policy. So everyone kind of just went, well, no to drone filming. Uh, nice. How about no? <laughs> so it was all the jurisdictions in Southern Nevada were just no. And the other challenging thing that I learned is... Um, the strip is class B airspace. So anything around the airports, there's no drone filming anyway. So that's, you know, 95% of our requests with, with drone filming is, you know, in that area, I would say. So, but extremely difficult to keep up with. It's something I, it's very confusing. And unfortunately, um, I, I just have to say this kind of thing when people call. Like, I wish I knew more about it, but I right. don't. It's just a constant <laughs> updating. Constant yeah. updating, yeah. Well, I see drones popping up in neighborhoods. Oh, sure. over. Which I think is, um, it, it's not illegal, for lack of a better term. I think it's inappropriate. Uh, I know churches and schools and governmental properties and, and airports, those are all no-flies, and of course they are. Um, but um, uh, when we look into it, when, when a consumer of drones looks into it, it's equally difficult because um, the FAA, I mean, I mean the, the bureaucracy uh, it, it does, doesn't convey, it, or it does convey really well the red tape yeah. over their website. Right. Nothing, nothing is consistent. Uh, like oh, continuity yeah. issues. I mean, there's no continuity whatsoever. Uh, so half the time you think you need to get a pilot's license. The other half, you don't. You have to be 400 feet in the air or no, you don't. What's the usage of it? Are you yeah, hobbyist? Exactly. Are you, you, you know, know, is it filming then, for commercial? And yeah. then what makes me laugh is they, they, part of the drone regulations involve the weight of the drone, which I think is so funny. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and of course, you know, the, 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 there's a section in it that I read, which is so funny, considering like, you know, the, all the little tiny drones, like the Mavic and the, all the, is, is, of course, we can't have a weaponized drone, like we have to say that. Yeah, you, you know? gotta have the fine <laughs> print, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and don't drink the pine saw and don't have a weaponized drone. There can you can you, uh, can you drone and drink? Is that like a thing? <laughs> yeah, apparently. You can oh, have yeah. your drinks delivered by only drone. Yeah. 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 Only if it's hipster crafted beer. Right. That's right, yeah. <laughs> it has to be millennial beer. Oh, you yeah. have to have a beard, too? Oh, no, yeah. To pilot and, a, and, a, and a hipster hat and, and, tight and jeans. skinny pants. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right, though. That, that had mentioned uh, they're going to be delivering with drones. Can you imagine? Sure. That? I mean, I think I, Amazon's right on the uh, oh, forefront you, of that, right? UPS, yeah, UPS is right UPS, there. Yeah, they have been. I don't they, know how uh, safe that is, but I mean, yeah, you, know, you can't you can't shoot a commercial with the drone, but you can uh, can't do aerial footage, but you can deliver no, items. No, and, and now I, when I order stuff from Amazon, I'm I'm waiting out like a, like a fool waiting outside of my own house because some fuckhead's going to take my uh, package. Can you imagine? They'll just shoot sure. the drone down and take my stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, you know about the Amazon uh, drop boxes, right? Yes, but I, you know what? I just had an experience with those. Uh, the, I was told, generally speaking, that is for returns. You know, the big yellow really uh, over like Vons okay. has these big yellow oh, boxes. No, yeah, yeah, they're and like it, Amazon drop off box, like a, like a UPS box. Basically. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so that you don't have to wait for your packages at your house, and yeah. somebody can steal oh, them. You can wow. have them delivered to this drop oh, box. That's In fact, the, you know? the experience I had was I actually was ordering sound baffles. Uh, and uh, they sent me uh, Swiffer pads. Like, Good job, guys. Screw <laughs> <Nice laughs> that up. No. And so I, I uh, they had Who me. Who was in the warehouse? That they day. had me pick, package it up and go there, and they gave me a box number, and I put it in. It popped open, and yeah. I put, and that was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. But um, but now the drone thing. You, uh, 
I don't know. It's bane of my existence. That's right. Hate drones. Imagine right. if it's flying over your house and it drops it into your pool. You know, like, how's that going to work? You're like, oh, thanks a lot. Or if it hits someone on the head. I mean, right. that's, that's right. you know, right. part of the whole safety issue of filming with aerial, you know, unmanned aircraft. Oh, uh, you know, it's, it's the safety of the, the audience. Sky, yeah, exactly. You know? Mark my words. As we speak <laughs> of this happen. today, something's yeah, going on the news. Drone deaths. <laughs> yeah. How about when they uh, yeah. disrupt emergency services? Like people, yeah. you know, recording the fire in the Cajon Pass a couple months ago. They couldn't get... They didn't drop water because people had their drones, oh, you know, over in the area. Yeah, because the majority of people aren't idiots. Right. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Send my drone up to take the fire. All right. So, Danette, you tell me a fantastic story um, about a. Uh, again, it's back to her industry. Um, a production that that pulled a fast one. And we had mentioned yes. we're going. We would. There's love a lot to, of those. There yeah. are a lot, and I always hear about it. Yeah. So we, don't even try. We Everybody wants free stuff. Yeah. We had mentioned we're going to go. We're going to try to go to Area 51, Rachel and the Alien Inn, and and we'd love that. And there's a, a lovely lady out there. Her name's Connie. Um, and uh, you go ahead. Uh, this was a, a a major production company. Well, pretty major. Um, and uh, they they called in about uh, you know shooting someplace, and then Danette, you go ahead. So if I'm trying to remember, because it was a couple years ago. So the movie Paul, um, I can't remember the... Si- Simon Pegg. Yeah, Maybe. was it Universal? I, uh, I'm not sure. Hey, I can't uh, remember. It was, the, a universal. It was a universal, universal film. Universal. So they had called our office about, you know, looking for the resources. And there's this film about, I guess, an alien something or another. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Area 51 and, and that little alien lends itself to a movie like that, of course. Uh, so they were wanting to do a location scout and go up there and make the contact with the, the owner and kind of, you know do some recon, which, which happens quite a bit with, with major films. You know, they come first and they, they scout for quite a, quite a long time before mm-hmm. they actually get to shoot. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't hear anything about it. You know, we gave the contact information to, you know, the lady, and that was the last I heard of it. Um, and then the movie came out years later, I guess, or, you know, months later, and um, I had heard from this the owner that they did some sort of rogue rogue filming in her in her store in her nice. restaurant um, of her merchandise without asking permission without getting clearance and it appeared in the movie. Nice. Um, and so now you have this lawsuit between this mom and pop you know restaurant hotel versus up against Universal A Pictures. Major motion picture. And yeah, company. did they run the footage? Of course. You know, so who's going to win there? So she's a little um, perturbed. Yeah, that's a good word. Well, uh, right, she's rightly so, so right, absolutely yeah. and. Um, a little more guarded now with the uh, with productions that go up there and shoot footage, yeah. and she should be. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Well, and they and the production could have afforded that. They could have asked course. about it. They could have paid the licensing sure. and, and you know that. So Unfortunately, that was kind of, it was uh, quite a funny film. I enjoyed it, but <laughs> you know, but uh, no, don't do that. I mean, Nevada, you know. I, but you say it happens more more than you think. Yeah, or people that shoot without a permit and then like post yeah. about it on social media, like here's my oh, film. We got away like, with yeah, it. you didn't uh-huh. you didn't have a permit on any of those things. But you know, we're not the film police. We know what happens. I mean, if yeah. it's L.A., you'd get fined or you know, you'd get shut down. But sure. um, it's better to do things on the up and up to, because it's a small town, it's a small you, community. Can you do anything after the fact? In, in post production, you mean? Or? Uh, I mean, no, like for, as far as permits, like as, if somebody doesn't get a permit and and then it ends up in on the film, um, like, is, they is you they do? can't do. They don't have the manpower to do something like that. Those jurisdictions, however, the hotels will. Um, MGM or Caesars. Mm-hmm. If you try to shoot on the rooftop of MGM and they see it and they see it, right. they have a full time staff that's going to go and send you a cease they and got desist. The legal department, absolutely, so, yeah, and they sure. will send you that, and it'll go off the air. See, we're really lucky as a, as a company, uh, uh, Adam and I. And the rest of our crew, we uh, we're already pre-cleared. Uh, we we shoot there quite often, stills mm-hmm. and vid. Um, so, but I also know that 
you know, uh, the, God forbid I go anywhere near the cage. The cage, folks, for the, is where the money is. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I, I can't even think about shooting near the cage. And they come out of the woodwork. You know, they're very nice about it. I know they're doing their job, but no, I, I know how hard it is to shoot at casinos. Yeah, Big um, Brother's watching. We all oh, work. Yeah. We all work there. Everybody we know how many cameras are. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, the eyes are always there. Um, all right. Danette and her department, uh, they, they are being uh, recognized um, along with some very interesting uh, other departments, other state departments and, and other countries uh, for, I don't remember the, the award, but the, for, mm-hmm. for their, their, their efforts and their work for certain films, one of which, or the, 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 the one they're being recognized for, is Jason Bourne, where, again, they destroy our lover city. <laughs> And, no, um, kind of. Yeah, they, they, yeah. <laughs> looks like it. If you've seen it, they they rip through the the Las Vegas Boulevard, and uh, that actually happens without movies happening. So, uh, but not too uh, long ago, Danette, what what? How have you been been recognized? Okay, so uh, the LGMI, um, which is the Location Managers Guild International, those are all the the location managers that work with the film commissions to to get these movies made, mm-hmm. um, nominated our office for our work in Jason Bourne, and it, it we're outstanding. We got nominated for outstanding film commission for because it's for a film commission that goes above and beyond the call of duty to make something happen, um, and obviously we went above and beyond to get that um, that famous car chase, car crash scene happening on the strip. So um, we're up against. I, I can't remember you might have to look it up online but definitely we're up against the jordan film commission for for their work in rogue one uh we're up against i don't know what country it filmed in but the bfg and i think we're up against new mexico and possibly new york i can't remember the film when you say jordan you mean uh, the country yeah the country of jordan so it's an international guild just like you know you have producers guild directors guild it's an international you know team of, of location managers and um we jumped through a lot of hoops to make that project happen. And like I mentioned, it opened a lot of doors and they came to us and said, so here's what we want to do. And they explained the concept and, you know, no one's ever, ever done anything like that in the city of Vegas ever in a movie mm-hmm. um, to that magnitude. I mean, yes, diamonds are forever. You see the car chase and James mm-hmm. Bond and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, but never to this magnitude. So um, honestly, I was a little skeptical that it was going to happen, but it took about 15 months to get to get all that and all the people cooperating and all the permissions and all that kind of stuff. So it was the worst kept secret in Vegas, but um, all the leaks, none of them came from me. So how and how long did they (laughs) shoot that scene for? Do you know? I'm trying to remember. Um, I think it was one night, but they had been practicing out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They had rigged all those cars and they were mm-hmm. practicing the stunts and how they were going to crash and what they were, they were all going to be rigged together and that kind of thing. So then they were practicing many, many months and then they brought in all the stunts drivers and they shut down that part out of the strip and we had to work with the hotels to shut down their front entrance sure. and um, work with the county commissioners and everybody. We had to get everybody's blessing on it and get everybody on board. Um, and there was a couple of a hotel that didn't want to play ball, their mm-hmm. loss, so they moved it up a block. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be in this movie? Yeah. Fine. Oh, yeah. that's class. I like that. Yep. I like that. Yep. So, people yeah. don't want to get their pictures taken. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stay away from me. Yeah, so that, and then we got lucky. I mean, we spoke about the uh, the Binions closing yes. down, but we mm-hmm. it was all the stars aligning with, you know, they were wanting to crash into, into things. Um, and that was the Jason Bourne. We want to go opposite traffic and we want to crash into this and that. And at one like, point, like, uh, the center islands and things. Yeah. Like yeah, over okay. the median and, you know, okay. here and there. And it, you know, the, the script and this had changed and morphed over the 15 months, but there were times where they wanted to, you know, crash in the fashion show mall. And I mean, they had a whole bunch of things that, that they started asking for. <laughs> so they, they asked big and then we, you know, had to pare them down to what was possible. Now, and did, uh, they, did they do anything that needed rebuilt? Did they actually crash into anything? 
No. It was all, so it's all. all I mean, you know, save save the Riviera. They they didn't actually crash and yeah. damage anything. Right. Um, right. Yeah. All that was stunt stunt driving, mm-hmm. and I mean. I mean yeah. Look real enough. There may yeah, have been sure some, some damage at one point, but I can't talk yeah. about it. I thought, I, thought it was <laughs> ama- I thought it was amazing when um, we were watching the movie and we saw him drive from Bally's yeah, we and he ends up by Circus Circus. We're like, yeah. 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 So those are those <laughs> you know, continuities. Yeah. yeah, and then there was a hotel too. I think that it was renamed kind of like a Tangier situation. I think yeah. some of the signage was this other yeah. sort of hotel, but um, all the stars aligned with the Riviera being empty and mm-hmm. we were able to you know, put that in the script for, you know, hey, you want to crash into something? Just so happens there's this building, you can crash into it Sweet. if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> it's all yours. Wow. So, yeah, that, that happened. So, okay. That was fun. Now, did you meet Matt Damon? I did not meet Matt Damon, <gasps> you know, and I'm so upset. I was a couple feet from him. I met the other actor, um, the French actor that used to be married to Monica Bellucci that played the asset, and I can't remember his name oh, right yes. now. Oh, okay, okay. That guy, yeah. I met French him. Dude. He was very yes, nice. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was a joke, the running joke the whole year. They kept production kept asking, you know, for all these, you know, moving parts mm-hmm, and locations. Mm-hmm. And I just kept saying, I just want a selfie with Matt Damon. That's all I want. I just want to take my picture with Matt Damon. Well, I'm surprised uh, you didn't sneak over there. <laughs> I mean, he was there. You know, we were there and yeah. on set. You know, the night of the, the crash and things like that. And he was like in a tent, you know, three feet away. But it was kind of like I don't want to be that sure. girl. Sure. You know, I'm the film commission. I can't be like, hey, Matt. Yeah. Get the googly uh, eyes. But, yeah. But you were on set. We did get to go on set for that, yeah. and. Um, that was, you know, something that I wanted to be there for. And sure. I didn't care that it was at two in the morning and it was overnight and it was freezing cold outside. Yeah. I wanted to see. What month was this? What uh, month? This was January. Um, oh, yeah. This okay. was the one where I was there for the uh, the Riviera crash scene. Right after New Year's um, and it was a lot of prep and a lot, a lot of waiting around just like it, you know, normally is. Yeah. And stunt driver, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't really Matt Damon that crashed the car. Um, no. I'm sure you knew that. <laughs> oh, Sam. That's yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, so no. <laughs> My but, respect for Matt Damon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just went down. Kimball's but, uh, right. Kimball's right. Yeah, but one of the funniest stories I have from from being on set was they had a safety meeting really quickly. So they called everybody into the Riviera, you know, inside the hotel. And of course, they had that special crash glass and everything on the the window. Mm -hmm. And they called all the cast and crew and everybody in for the safety meeting before before they were going to go live. And the guy says, all right, if this doesn't work, (laughs) if if the stunt driver misses the target, and he crashes into that pole, for example. Just everybody out of here. Everybody evacuate. And, and that Scatter. was the end. Yeah, and that was the end of the safety meeting. We had one shot. It was one time. If the guy screwed up, the hotel was going to fall. Run free you know, right. yeah, That was it. That was Thank the safety God, meeting. Worked, huh? So, you know, thankfully he made the mark. Nice. <laughs> Nobody was hurt. So, man, that's uh, pressure. We got one yeah, shot. At got this. it. Yeah. One time. No wow. pressure, right? No pressure. Yeah. No, no pressure. Right? <laughs> yeah, all of you going to eight to five work every day. That's pressure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know that you told me once show dogs, but w- yes. what's show dogs is, uh, explain that. But then uh, what else? What's, what else is coming to town? Uh, show dogs just wrapped, I think has Will Arnett in it. They filmed at Caesars a little bit. And okay. from what I understand, I think it's about, it's about dogs, about show dogs. And uh-huh. I, I think it's the voices of the actors. You know, I think it's okay. the, the little dogs and they're voiced by okay. Will Arnett and I think Ludacris and I can't remember who else Luda. is in there. Yeah. Um, there's a big like Chinese feature filming right now. Um, I can't remember if it's a feature or a TV series, but yeah, we get a lot of international productions. That's another thing people don't know about. It's stuff that you're never going to see on the air, but we've had um, independent Italian films here. We've had Chinese films. We've had... Um, all the way down to just reality. All the way down to travel shows. Crap. We're very, yeah. very popular with you know oh, yeah, Germany right. and the UK, and they all wanted, they all come to Las Vegas for mm-hmm. you know showcasing a travel destination, of course. But yeah. um, those are the big things. And then, you know, the staples, the reality shows and mm-hmm. the counting cars and the Pawn Stars and those cooking shows and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But 
And yeah. they just have running permits, right? I mean, they just... No, um, no, you have to get oh those shows. Yeah, like like Pawn Stars. Uh, they, do they have like a, a, a standing? They're, yeah, they're mostly something? on private properties. But you know, anytime, yeah. anytime any production wants to go into the public domain, you know, sure. like this strip area or Clark County, you have to pull a permit for each production. So yeah. So uh, I'm going to circle back. The the most basic permit where a guy wants to take a camera out and go to the Las Welcome Las Vegas sign, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and he, uh, that's all he wants. He wants yes. some B roll. Yes. What does he pay? And he pays that to whom? So Clark County, um, that sign is part of Clark County's jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. The good news for everybody is that it's never been copyrighted, so you don't have to worry about getting clearance for that sign. That was a gift to the city when it was made by the woman who made it. Um, So, yeah, it's a $45 permit with Clark County. I think you have to specify that on the permit. You have to specify always what streets you want to be on, what times you want to be there, how big your your crew size is, what equipment are you going to have. And then, you know, it's a huge tourism draw. Sure. So they block out a, a time for you. I think you get 30 minutes. Maybe some productions get an hour, but they block okay. 30 minutes for you to shoot what you need at that sign and get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've actually worked on those mm-hmm. contracts. Yeah. 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 Do does they, Ro- do does they, Ro- I'm sorry. Do they clear out everybody when, when that I think they, I think they do. I think they kind of just, you know, of shoot course, the tour, tourists, <laughs> and that, yeah, that kind of thing. So, so oh, yeah. the, the fat Elvis yes. and the dirty yes. Pikachu yes. and the showgirls <laughs> and you're out. That right. is, yes, con- under control. I mean, I guess unless you want the crowd in your shot, right? Right. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know listening, because I know we have a lot of uh, uh, listeners on the other side of the country. Uh, uh, hello, Virginia and Missouri and Illinois, by the way. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, th- we have a sign that, that uh, when you come in and when you leave, it says, Welcome to Las Vegas, and thank you for coming. It's right there on the book, too. That's oh, right there welcome in the book. Welcome to yeah. Fabulous yeah. Las Vegas, I welcome think. To, yes. Uh, welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas. Sorry about that. And um, uh, they have built a, a wonderful photo op there. But uh, uh, you can take them with uh, all the uh, characters. We have showgirls there sometimes. Uh, we have a, a big bird. Transformers. Transformers. <laughs> all, right. all of them. Uh, uh, it's basically oh, the like Mario California Brothers. now. The, the Mario Brothers. Brothers. Oh, I haven't seen uh, sad, uh, drunken Gene Simmons. <laughs> Not actually Gene. It's somebody else. But, uh, but and a fat Elvis and a skinny Elvis. And, and it's, you hear about the guy that plays, uh, there's a Zach Galifianakis impersonator from uh, the, with the, oh, with with the, the baby, baby, right? Yeah. And that guy quit his job. He quit his real job to be wow. he was making the, too much money, impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, uh, welcome uh, to L.A., Las right, Vegas. Right. But uh, I want, another thing I want to mention, uh, Danette was so kind uh, to come on the show today because uh, I know she's extremely busy. Uh, but she also brought us gifts. And you now are our our number one guest. Yay. Yay. So about those gifts, I just need to plug really quickly as you drink from our Nevada Film Office mug. Um, So follow us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. But um, I made up this little thing called, um, what is it called? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, it's called this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's called swag sighting. Hashtag swag sighting. So if you're on set, you're wearing you know production black somewhere, and you're doing a shoot, any kind of shoot, um, you can send me the pictures, or you can tag our office mm-hmm. with swag sighting, and we will share it on Facebook. Tag your production. Tag you. We'll share it on Twitter. So those are called swag sightings. Okay. And even if you're not shooting a production and you're wearing that hat and you happen to travel to I don't know the Coliseum in Rome and you want to take a picture, we love those things. So yeah. Gotcha. So we what do we get? We got we throw got hats hat, and mugs. Throw him a hat. Just, oh, just, you want me to throw the mug? No, no, yeah, throw the mug. <laughs> I already got a mug. So we got hats, we, go. got, we got shirts. Your imagination, our so locations. You, you're, you're cool. Yay. Can we toss you the t shirt, Vanna White? Hold no. on a sec. No. Oh, see, I got a thing on. Oh, Bam. there you go. <laughs> Boom. Look at that. You're all set. Sexy hats. Bam. <laughs> Sexy hats. No, that's fine. It's fine. Um, oh, that didn't work. 
All right, now let's see. Uh, uh, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Yes. Instagram. Okay. Well, no, yeah. I'm sorry. The, not yet. We don't have an official yeah. Instagram. There's so okay. many things to keep up with. I mean, people are like, why don't you guys do Snapchat? Yeah. And why do you do I can't? I mean, it's yeah. full-time job just doing now, that. Like, there's only five of us. <laughs> there's five we of us. We know you so much. We're so, working here. So, however, the most important one is the .com. Our website? Yes. NevadaFilm.com. Yes. That is www.nevadafilm.com. That's where you'll find the location library. You'll find permitting information. You'll find our contact information, all that kind of stuff. Just a quick question. It doesn't mean anything, but uh, why did you choose a .com over a .org? You qualify for an org, right? I know. I think someone told me it had to do with how expensive an org was. Oh, I'm not aware of that. I I thought maybe it was a marketing tool. No, I heard it was more expensive somehow to be an org. Because you do qualify, government organization. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nevada, Even Nevada film yeah. dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, well, it is now time to net for Area 52. We talk about a couple things that uh, uh, that maybe people don't know about Las Vegas. Um, some some you may know, some you may not. So, but we, we consider them fun. Uh, the Mirage uh, is a, uh, a classic hotel here. It's a uh, tropical themed. Uh, they have, used to have Siegfried and Roy, they have the dolphins, they have the white tigers. Um, there's lots of story there about white tigers and, and, and Siegfried and Roy. Um, some good, some not so good. But uh, one of the things that people don't know is that, and it's a building theme, I guess, uh, that I did. Uh, the Mirage's windows are gold. When you see them in movies, when you see them in real life, when you see them, the sun hits them in a certain way, uh, they actually use gold, real gold dust Steve winded for the manufacturing of the windows. It must be nice being rich. That's right. First world problems. Exactly. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Right? That's right. <laughs> uh, so, so when you come here, look at the Mirage, wonder at the gold windows. And now, the, the now is that the, the paint or the, the window tint themselves? What, what is the gold that, the, you know what? Uh, the, the information I had didn't, didn't say, but it was gold dust. So I, I probably in the tint, probably in the tint, sure. uh, in the in the overlay, uh, but uh, it, it most certainly looks gold. Mm-hmm. And um, they still have the the volcano uh, and the fire stuff. And now, the, now, what time does the volcano go off? Uh, wow, it's uh, spring. It uh, <laughs> it should go off every every hour. Every hour now. I think it's every hour. Every it's hour good. starting at starting at, uh, um, I think, two p.m. In the Bellagio Fountains, this is the miscellaneous concierge knowledge that yes. you probably you should already know this. <laughs> Bellagio Fountains in, in front of the uh, Bellagio, uh, beautiful, uh, the, and you can hear um, uh, all different types of music. Uh, they also go should go off. You know what? It used to be ninety minutes, and now they should go off every every hour. Uh, it's nice enough to see them during the day, but see them during the night. Yeah. Oh, it's way prettier than that. Yeah. Yeah. And all the and the you can see a whole bunch of fun characters in front of the Bellagio Fountains now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Bourne uh, didn't hit them all. <laughs> They're still there. Um, but um, It's just like the Walk of Fame in, in California. Just like now. the Walk yeah. of Fame, yeah. It's yeah. It's awful. <laughs> you don't deal with that, right? You don't, you don't deal with, I mean, the whole issue about them getting licensed and yes, permitted, do I you? Yes, I mean, there are some times where, you know, some guy's playing saxophone on the corner, and that's his corner, and somebody yeah. wants to shoot. On that corner, yeah. and so yeah, there's the. Do you got to pay this guy to not not play his saxophone there? No, well, you know, interesting. Yeah, there's some 
Well, they're not licensed, so no, you don't well, pay them. Well, I think some of them are now. They get they go and get a business license because that's their job. Well, right? they, they were going to. Well, there was something going on with that a couple years ago. They were going to give them or make them get dancers licenses, the the, the strippers, entertainers, entertainers yeah. license, which is what the strippers get. Right. Uh, and uh, because uh, they didn't want, well, they want to make tax revenue. Sure, um, they're being paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. So so I don't know if that ever passed, but uh, I wouldn't pay the guy. Apparently, shit. they're getting paid good enough to quit their other jobs, right? So so yeah, if right. you have that beat, that's your corner, and a production wants. <laughs> to shoot there, you're going to ask them to pay you to not play your, your sound right. spot. That's interesting. So, Sam, think. get a chair and a drink. Yeah. We're going to put you down there in the corner. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, secondly, in Area 52, uh, the Luxor Hotel, which is uh, uh, modeled after the uh, uh, Egyptian pyramids, um, it is down south end of the Strip, if you care, by Mandalay Bay. Uh, and it's an MGM Resorts International property who owns most of everything. That and Caesars. Um, when it was first built... Which I, I the, the year escapes me. Look that oh. up. Anyway. Um, when it was first built, uh, it was very unique. They have what are called inclinators instead of elevators because they go at an angle. Uh, it's kind of strange. If you've never been on one, it's really kind of very interesting. Um, however, after it was built, soon after, they realized it was sinking. And it was sinking at the rate of a sixteenth of an inch per month. And, of course, this was, A, not acceptable, <laughs> and, B, dangerous at some point. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, they actually uh, had paid for engineers to come in and shore it up. What year? The opening date for the Luxor was October 15th, 1993. 1993. So soon okay. after, I think in 94, uh, that sucker was sinking. Yep. Um, and uh, so, the, But they shored it up. It's fine now. It's actually a really cool place to go uh, and uh, great shows and, uh, and uh, good clubs. Uh, but, um, yeah, the sinking of the Luxor. So look it up. It's, it, it's some fun stuff. <laughs> Danette, again, uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on. We, we enjoyed all of it. Great information. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know most of that. So we appreciate that. And, and clearly, the Nevada Film Office is, a, I, I will say it, is an integral part of our Nevada film industry. And you seem to be an integral part of that department. So well, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. It's nice to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and download. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The pod bay door is closed and talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD podcast on Twitter using at TPBD podcast and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.